Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Canva is awesome for so many reasons, for your social media, but for work. If you're looking for ways to impact at work, Canva can help your points get across. All right, Mike, do you, what do we use it for? Like one sheets, if we're doing like a presentation, graphics. Oh, it's awesome for graphics. Super easy to use. And that's the thing too, especially with some of these apps, you think, well, there's no way I'll be able to use it. Well, me, because I'm a dummy. But even I can use Canva to make things look cool, right? Yeah. Well, you don't have to insult me and say yeah so quickly. Yeah, you can do it. Yes. It's awesome. So it's easy design, impactful Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, videos. Start with a designer-made template, which makes it so easy, especially for me. Customize with your content. You can add images and graphics and charts. Start designing today at Canva.com. Design for work. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help, and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7... U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hope everybody had a, a fantastic weekend. We're pumped to be back here on Monday morning. We started like this. Morning, studio. Morning. morning. Let's go. First up, man, when he walks out from behind the desk and you see just how baggy his sweats are, it's like a flashback <laughs> into time. That's right. Welcome to the show, Lunchbox. Yeah. I finally know what it feels like to be ghosted. I mean, mean? It, it's a terrible feeling, but I got ghosted by building roots. Amy's sister's show? I was supposed to be on TV. They were supposed to come fix my house, do some remodeling. We were all, oh, talk to a producer, email producer, do this, do that, have conversations. Yeah, Zoom meetings. And then I haven't heard anything in months. Well, that's not being ghosted. Maybe there's nothing to do. Let me go ask Amy. What do you think? I don't have an update on what's happened with him, but I guess I could find out. But it could. Have they moved forward with you? I've had some stuff. Oh no! But the, oh, but, no. but there's no even. <laughs> I mean, I got go. I mean, but you gotta pay for it. Season two. That's fine. I'll get a loan. But right, but you haven't even been to that process yet. I, I, I'll get a loan. No problem. And there's then, a lot of bank. I'm saying they would have to have. You would have to prove that you could do it. Yeah, that's them. fine. But they haven't even asked me. I mean, they just totally <laughs> just quit talking to me. But were you also down with having your whole family on TV? Oh, we talked about it. Because yeah. you're very private. But did you with say them. you're down? I'm down. Okay. They just put a little smiley faces over my kids. I don't okay, think they that's do. That's a lot that. of work. <laughs> they don't, I don't think they do that. That's all floating emojis. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. So, okay, so thank you, Lunchbox. I mean, it hurts. I even texted Amy's sister, hey, are we building roots or building kitchens? What are we doing? Nothing. Oh, you got a no oh, response. Oh, she has. 
Oh, well, that's Amy's about sister that. has a show on HGTV called Building Roots, if you guys are. It won't be on there for long. New listeners to the show. All right, thank you, Lunchbox. Uh, All right, he's got 42 kids. I mean, four. He's got four kids. He's got so many boys. There's testosterone everywhere. Here he is. Our video producer from McAllen, Texas. Producer Eddie! Yeah! Woo! Listen, I know everyone's gone through this, so stress no more. I recently lost my remote control for my TV, and I'm like, what do I do? I can't turn the TV on. I can't control it. Guys, you can get on your app. There's an app to control your TV. For Apple TV? Any TV. You have a Samsung. You have a Vizio. Really? Yeah. As long as it's a smart TV, right? Well, I have no idea. Well, I got one with the clothes hanger as an antenna <laughs> that you turn with your hand. That was like <laughs> so, Or like the Flintstone yeah, one with that, the bird. That doesn't work. Uh, on the, for the Apple TV, because I do use it on mine, you just pull down from the top right corner, and it's one of the options, boom, and you link it up, and you Ooh. just use your remote there. That's oh, legit. Okay. Because mm-hmm. iPhone, Apple TV, but I didn't know you could find any Dude, TV. I was stressing, and then I was like, what? Now I can control my TV through my phone. That is great to know. Thank you, Eddie. Yeah. All right, up next, uh, her son is now a football star, although he hasn't scored a touchdown yet. No, he doesn't but, really handle the ball. But soon enough. Yeah. Soon enough he will be. All right, Amy, what you got? Okay, so speaking of my son, we were at the dinner table and he had his elbows on there. And I said, oh, let's get your elbows off the table. And then he wasn't being rude or disrespectful in any way. He just is a very curious kid. And he said, mom, why can't we have our elbows on the table? That's and a great question. Yeah. I why kinda... can't we have? Let's think about this. Let me think. First, let me sit. Tell me if I look bad. Okay. No, you look comfortable. Right. My elbows are just on the table. I, I didn't like poop on my elbows. Right. So there's not poop on the table now. I would understand that. Mm-hmm. Well, I had to look it up. Okay. And I noticed when you did that, your posture was a little off. So that's one reason when for I sit, posture. When I my posture's off. Yeah. But that's one of the latest reasons. Mm-hmm. Then there's also getting food uh, on your clothes or in your wrist or your elbow. If you've got your elbows on the table, your arms up Tasmanian there. Tasmanian devil having dinner? Mm-hmm. Oh. That's what <laughs> But way, way, way back in early civilization, it was more so as a sign of respect to keep your elbows off the table. So you're in, you're contained in your space because if your elbows were up, you were more likely to fight (laughs) or something like that. So the answer is elbows for everybody. Let it rip. Table it up. Uh, Finally, from Mountain Pine, Arkansas, host of the show, Bones. Right. Can you do just a little effort and like saying something about me? I mean, you got one to do, you know? Right. Not now. You can do it just the next day, but it's like. <laughs> you know? and, why, and why does he go, from Mountain Pine, Arkansas? Bones. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't well, he, he gets, I mean, we can switch. Somebody else can. I mean, I can have Eddie do it. Would you rather Eddie do it every day? No, I'll put more effort into okay, it. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, I have four food groups in my life smoothies, <laughs> soup, cereal, grab, grab bag. bag. Grab bag is everything else. <laughs> right, right. But those are the ones that <laughs> I love the yeah. most. And so, I, But I love. Of cereal, and I think I want to try this out. I'm going to order it and tell you guys if it's any good or not. But Kellogg's is doing a cereal because we used to get them at school, and they'd be in a little little plastic pouch, and you, you pull oh, the top off. Oh, they're so cool! Yeah, like Apple Jacks. Now they're doing just add water. You pour water in it instead of milk. Yeah, I don't know, man. Because there's powdered milk in the bottom of no, no, no. We used not... to we used to use powdered milk. That's what we used to get it for you. free. We used to you'd stand in line, you get milk and cheese, and we would stand in line to get free. So powdered milk's not that gross to me, and I don't think it would be gross to you guys either if you just n- didn't know. Yeah. So Kellogg's is saying we're gonna do these new Insta bowls with powdered milk inside, so you literally just pour water in. You don't even have to go get milk. Yes, you wouldn't even know. Oh. So I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna try them out, and I'll let you guys know. Okay. It is one of my four food groups. <laughs> Cereal. Cereal. Yeah, that's right. All right, welcome to the show, everybody. Glad you were here. Uh, we got Breland coming in to play a little later on going to be awesome. We can do the mailbag in a second and some blind karaoke later today. Garth Brooks edition. Woo! All right. 
Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. My son is about to turn 18 years old. His birthday's coming up. He wants us to get him a tattoo. Now, me, his dad, and his mom, we both are tattooless. Now, we're not against them. We know it's a social norm. We have no problem with the thought of it. We know if we do not purchase it for him, though, he can go and get it without our consent. Our concern is, with him turning 18 and being excited about the idea, he'll have regret for years down the line for not thinking it through or wanting to change his mind. For those on the show who have tattoos, what advice do you have for us in regard to encouraging him to wait a year or two? Now, let me know your thoughts. Thanks for your time. Continue being great. Signed, non-tatted dad and mom. Well, he's going to get it himself if yeah. you get it for him. Like- and there's never a time that you're not going to have changes in your life. I don't know what he wants to get. If he wants to get like a Bugs Bunny on fire, like <laughs> I see how that would not be in style. But it's also way easier now to either get them removed or like tatted over. Like altered, altered or whatever. Yeah. 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 Artwork. It, removing still hurts, I hear. But I have friends that are like, I've had two or three removed. Like it's a lot easier than it used to be. So at 20, he's not going to be much smarter than 18. Then you could say, well, you need to wait till 25. <laughs> at 25, so I would say if he wants a tattoo and you're cool with it, I would just go and get him the tattoo. Unless it's something that you are so opposed to, like something that's against your faith, Obscene. a bad word, yeah. a wiener. I don't know. Oh, there are Good a lot examples. of options, yes. <laughs> but I would think at 18, since he can do it anyway, you should just get him the tattoo. If it's 17, I think we're having a different conversation because he can't get it without you. But he can get it without you, and he will if you don't. Amy? Yeah, go with him. Make it special. Support him. And as for advice on making sure he's doing it, you know, something that he really likes, maybe uh, they make it where you can order temporary tattoos that is are exactly what you want. You can submit the drawing. They'll print it for you, send you the temporary. Be like, hey, just wear this for a week and see what you think. He's got the patience for that. I want it now. <laughs> I know. And but- I don't even think he wants them to go with him. I just say oh, pay really? for it. Yeah, I don't want <gasps> mom and dad going me to get a tattoo. Oh, I think it's a da- like I would go with my daughter and be like, oh, this I know so you fun. would. You're the let's, mom. Let's go get ice cream. Yeah, but your daughter doesn't want you to go yeah, with her. Yeah, I say if she's get her tattoo, she probably wants to go with friends. She doesn't want to go with me. Probably not. Yeah, no, probably not. Probably not. Uh, tattoos. I have them on on my right arm. I got like five or six. Nothing crazy. My grandmother, my mom, the state of Arkansas. Caitlin says also this mirror ball from when I went dancing with the stars. But I'm cool with all of them. You know, I don't really have anything that I regret. But if I did, I would just have it removed. Because it's supposedly easy. I don't know. Amy? Yeah, I have joy in my mom's handwriting on my wrist and espoir, which means hope in Haitian Creole. um, Because my adoption process with my kids from Haiti took five years, and I always had hope that it would eventually happen, and it did. We keep waiting for Eddie to get his first one. Those are special. I'm tattooless, and I just don't know. I mean, I don't know. I have nothing against tattoos. I was really raised, though, where my dad, like, judged people with tattoos. Yeah, well, that was us as kids, right? Our parents judged people. <laughs> Automatically. They they were, like, dealing drugs or killing people. They got a tattoo. That's criminal. Mm-hmm. Really weird. Nobody, nobody, Mike D has a tattoo of, yeah. like, a band I never heard of. But everybody else, we're all <laughs> tattooless, huh? Scooby, do you have tattoos? No, no tattoos at you all. You seem like you'd be tattoo guy. Yeah. I've always like- wanted to get a tattoo. I really do. I'm afraid of what it's going to feel like. But it and, doesn't feel great. Yes, and that is that I don't like needles, can't do that. And I'm also afraid of what I choose. Am I going to want it forever? Well, wait five more years and then decide. Yeah, okay. you'll be smarter than him. He's like 40, and he's like, I don't know, I'm still too young to decide. Buy him the tattoo. You want to go with him if he wants you to go, great. If not, that's great too. But he can do it himself if you don't do it for him. We got your email, and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Lunchbox went to a restaurant, and he saw something that he's calling 
This is what he wrote. Very disturbing and disgusting. Do you want to say what it was? Yeah, I can tell you. I was uh, in the restroom, uh, and I was at the sink washing my kids' hands, and one of the employees came out of the stall and walked right past the sink, and we walked out right behind him, and he walked right back into the kitchen. Didn't wash his hands. After coming out of the stall. Yeah, that's pretty gross. That's gross and disgusting. But for you, who doesn't... But... You don't wash your hands when you... I I rinse it with water. Sometimes you don't. I see you come out of the bathroom. Correct. Right. But you're also not making our food. I'm not making your food. I'm not serving you a meal. I'm not working in the industry. So this is Lunchbox trying to shake down a restaurant for free stuff. So (laughs) I called the restaurant. Brace you guys. Here is Lunchbox calling to complain. Here you go. Hey, good afternoon. This is How can I help you? Uh, yes, this is uh, Jason Gibble, and I was in there the other day, and I was using the restroom after eating my meal, and I saw one of your employees come out of the stall, and he went out from the stall and straight back into the restaurant and didn't wash his hands, so I just wanted to... Are you sure he was one of our employees? Because everyone wears black, because we wear black polos. That could have been a patron. Are you sure... It was an employee. Oh, yeah. He had an apron on. Like, he had the apron on. He was he was going back, and he walked right back in the kitchen. And I said, oh. man, so I'm really just calling you because I want to let you know. And I, I don't want to – I can. I was just really basically going to say okay. it's kind well, of gross. Here. Okay. It's absolutely gross. Let me start here. First of all, let me apologize to you. All right. Um, I don't know how often you come to our – but we keep a very high standard here. I mean, we have a large patronage. We try to – Please people as best we can, and there's no such thing as a good restaurant with not without clean employees. So let me start with an apology. Yeah, that's great to hear that. Yeah, I, I am too, and I, I was shocked because I do come in there often. So I will have to report you to the health department, or we could give me a gift card to kind of you know make me happy because oh I feel kind of like ooh, I don't know if I want to go back. Oh so. My God. I was looking like maybe a $150 gift card oh or I can call the health department. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't like this. I like this guy. This guy's awesome. Yes. This manager. He goes, let me start with an apology. Yeah. Like, this is the kind of guy I would like to go to his restaurant. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm cringing right now. Is Are it, you cringing what, because the guy didn't wash his hands? Is hand what you're doing even legal? You're is this illegal? Him. Can he call and say I'm going to turn well, you in? He's bribing it. Uh, yeah, no, it's no, kind of bribe. Blackmailing. Blackmailing, yes. I'm blackmailing. Not blackmailing. Yeah. Yes, you are. Yes. You know, what do you think blackmailing is? What do you think blackmailing is? If you don't do this for Sending me, I'm going to do this. Sending a secretive email and saying, drop the cash in a bag in a no. trash can. No. That's blackmailing. No. There's all kinds of blackmailing. Blackmailing is, if you don't do this, I'm going to do that. Right. This is blackmailing. Like, this is that. If you don't give me a gift card, I'm going to call the health department. Hey, Google, see if blackmail is illegal. Because it can't be illegal, legal, because you can blackmail on low levels. Like, Eddie, if you don't trade me, <laughs> right. Derek Henry. Fantasy football blackmail. Yes, I'm going to throw an egg at your door. <laughs> it's, Okay. It is interesting to note that blackmail is a crime regardless of the validity of the information. Okay, Lunchbox. Even if you are threatening to reveal real criminal activity, it is still blackmailing and illegal. You just did something illegal. That's a citizen's arrest. Oh, my gosh. Citizen's arrest. I don't think what I did was illegal. You said I'm going to tell on you if you don't (laughs) give me something. That's blackmail. I am saying your employee did something wrong, so if you'd like to make it right, you have the opportunity to. By giving you something. And if you don't give me something, I'm turning it in. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, that is giving that is giving you a choice. Like my kids, I tell them, look, you can choose plan A or plan B, but you're going to plan one when I count to five. One, two, three, four, five, and they have to pick one, or else they go to this one. Okay. I choose for them. This is blackmail. So I, I'm going to play the backside of this. I don't know what's going to happen. 
Lunchbox wrote, what's the verdict? Do you think he gave me the gift card? Like as a tease? Verdict is hey, going to what's jail. the verdict? How much time is Lunchbox going to spend in the slammer? Exactly. Okay, go ahead. Well, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm well-versed in our restaurant, and all of our employees, at least to my knowledge, have been extremely clean, and I know our, our utensils and everything we use is up to spot. But, I, but you know what? Why I, I don't want to deal with the headache. I don't want to deal with that. But I'll tell you what. Come to the restaurant this Friday. Ask for the hostess. Tell them your name. There may or may not be a $200 gift card for you. All right? All right. I got to go, sir. All right. Thank, thank you, you very you. much. I appreciate it. You and can't. I can't wait to come back and eat at your restaurant with my gift card. Oh. I bet you do. Have a, have a great day. Mm-hmm. He's upset. Boom! That's not nice. You just blackmailed the guy for a gift no. card. Yes, you can't just yell no and then that's he the truth. He knows that they did something wrong. dollars I didn't even ask for that much. Hey, I said 150 hey, What if he shows up and they jump him? That'd be cool. This guy was not happy. <laughs> no, he was not happy. You can't yeah, get the card. If you go and accept a gift card, they can arrest you. And then they know it's you. Ooh, maybe it's set up. Ooh, like a sting. If you go and accept a gift card, they can arrest you. Ooh, go for check what? it out. For, for blackmailing him. no. no. You said, if you don't give me this, I'm going to turn you in. That's blackmail. Now we want you to go pick it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, all good, buddy. <laughs> well, go get it. First of all, not cool, right? Everybody? You're right that they cool. didn't wash his hands. No. Not cool. Not cool. You, you guys are no. burying the lead here. No, we're not. We also don't like that, but no, we hate this. No, the lead this. shifted. Yeah, the lead shifted hard when you went and did some criminal activity. <laughs> How could you possibly right. make this work? I was kind of like, oh, shocking. The mm-hmm. employee didn't wash their hands, but now I'm like, oh, shocking. Let's like- spend time in jail. <laughs> <laughs> right. Again. Yeah. You can't get the gift card. What if we? I take you out to eat with it? No, I don't want a part of this. I don't want to go anywhere you're going where they know you're the guy that was blackmailing them. Yeah, ew. We can go to another location. Oh, so it's okay. So it's shame. Oh, okay. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Wow. We'll see how this shakes out because Lunchbox tried to shake down. Mm. A re- that's against the law. You can't get the card. I mean, maybe I'll send in my kid. To get the guy. Hello. <laughs> my daddy, Mr. Gibble, said... <laughs> Uh, I'm going to play this. I'm going to play this song. Mm-hmm. But I think you should just call and go, hey, I don't need that gift card. That's what I think. Right, Scuba? Yeah, that's the right thing to do, yeah. No, no, no. It's the illegal thing to do. It's not the right, It's not about right. What he did is illegal. Yes. So, yeah, he should call back and say, I shouldn't take this gift card. No. I- he should call back and say what I did was wrong. Yes. Oh, but he's I'm not going to do We know he's not going to do that. Well, well. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. The flight is on Spirit Airlines, flying Pittsburgh to Orlando, and there's a baby on the plane, and the baby stops breathing. There was a meteorologist on board, and he starts to cover it, and he's reporting this three-month-old, whose name was Angelia, stopped breathing, and her lips had turned purple. So you got a baby on a plane who is not breathing. So there's obviously panic because they can't really run to a hospital. Fortunately, retired nurse Tamara Panzino was on the flight and was like, okay, I've been nursing for 20 years. Let me try some things. So she massaged the baby's chest and legs. I guess, Eddie, you've done CPR and you had one for babies. Yeah. Is there a different way with babies? Because, again, if you go to massaging, which could be like a chest pump for an adult, but also the legs, was that something you learned? Man, what I've learned was the chest compressions, instead of doing the the hand thing, you just do two fingers. Mm. Your index finger and your middle finger right in the middle of the chest. But I've never heard of the massaging the legs. I, I like know. that, though. I wonder what that does. Yeah, well, let's try. Come over here. No. Take that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So, uh, again, the, the meteorologist videoed it. And the nurse saved the baby, and they landed. And when they landed, everybody was there. They're like, okay, let's check on the baby. And the baby's just chilling. That's awesome. Baby lived. Baby lived because the nurse was on there and knew what she was doing. So that's a great story. So a big shout-out to everybody, especially this retired nurse, Tamara Panzino, who nursed for 20 years and then could rub a mean leg. (laughs) 
save a life. I could rub a mean <laughs> leg. That's right. All right, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Tell me if you believe this story. The headline is, the woman did not know she was pregnant until a head popped out from under her skirt. I mean. No. No. It's happened before. You hear they these just stories all the more, time. They just get more and more absurd, though. Ridiculous. <laughs> like, she didn't know she was pregnant. She had a baby. Okay. She didn't know she was pregnant. She looked down on the toilet. There was a baby. Okay. She didn't know she was pregnant. There was a kid waving. Hey, I'm your kid. <laughs> they get more and more absurd every time. You'd think by the time it crowned, she would have felt pain. A teen mom revealed the shocking way she discovered she was pregnant. Well, by going into labor. The woman named Alexis claimed that she had no clue she was pregnant until her own mom spotted the baby's head popping out underneath her uniform skirt. What? The 19-year-old who gave birth at 15 detailed her surprising pregnancy. The clip has more than 2 million views now. Despite negative tests and regular periods after noticing unusual heartburn, she carried on. Just some back pain. She thought maybe she heard something. Took some medicine. All good. One morning, she went to the toilet before school. And she just felt the urge to push. And listen, we all have. And we're not pregnant. We've all felt that urge to push, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like something ain't right. Uh-huh. So yes. And so she was like, Mom. So her mom comes. And she goes, there's a baby. There's a baby's head. And that's it. And that's it. That's the end of the story. That's from the New York Post. Now now that I've given you more insight, do you believe it, Amy? I, yes, I believe that she was in some form of denial or didn't understand what was really happening with her body, and that is how it played out. Lunchbox. I'm a fan of pregnancy shows, and what? I just don't believe it. So you know a lot about teen I, pregnancy. Yes, I know a lot about teen pregnancy. It's one of your what, favorite things, teen what, pregnancy. Yes, what happens to the body in that situation, and I just don't believe it. Who's your favorite pregnant teen of all time? <laughs> Ooh, uh, Chelsea House goes pretty good. Macy Bookout uh, was great. Farrah was crazy. But I Amber. need your favorite pregnant teen. I'm going to go with Chelsea Houska. Oh. Yeah, she's great. And then Macy Bookout. Those two are 1A and 1, 1A. And 1A. Oh, but what? You, you wow. can't be 1A. 1A I know. I, I didn't want to put one above the other, so I just went both 1A, yeah, 1A. Yeah, yeah. I tried to slide that in there. Eddie, do you believe it? Look, man, when you said teen pregnancy, it, it made sense. When I was a teenager and I lied about something, I tried to lie and lie and lie until you just couldn't anymore. The truth came out. In this case, she just lied, and then the truth finally came out, and she was like, all right, now you get, now you know I'm pregnant. I'm having a baby. So She you, knew the entire time. So you think that it's true, but the lie is actually not that it didn't happen. Like, it, it's just the lie she knew she'd hold on. The lie is she knew she was pregnant. She's like, how am I going to tell him? How am I going to tell him? And you know what? I'm just going to wait till the baby comes out. And then I'm going to act like, oh, but surprise. you think someone would go to the toilet and go, even at 15, we're our dumbest. Yeah, you're dumbest when you just want to get away with something. Mm, that's a tough one. That's my theory. I'm going to believe it because yeah. she's 15. We have no idea what's happening with our bodies. We don't know how I'm looking far at the baby, so you know the baby's real. Yeah, I'm going to go with I believe it, but it's, it's absurd, <laughs> even though it's true. It's absurd. Uh, Lunchbox, your second favorite teen is Macy Bookout. Yeah. Third favorite teen is, which one did you drive? want to drive to the prison to see while she was in jail? Amber Portwood. Yeah. And you sent her letters while she was in I prison. I did send her letters because I didn't want her to think she was alone in prison. She got sentenced for you know domestic violence, her and Gary... They got into it, and so she went to prison, and I felt like she needed to know that people were on her side and we still cared about her. So I sent her letters in prison just saying, hey. What'd she do? I hit him, punched him, domestic violence. Oh, that's what – but that's – she just, like, didn't, like, take a baseball bat to him. No, 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 nothing like that. Uh, 
And she does say that it saved her life. Like going to prison saved her life. Like cleaned her up. Cleaned her up. And so that's good. And so straight. I mean, she. Yeah. I mean, what about them? Because they they all got pregnant as a teenager, which yeah. the show sixteen and pregnant. Yeah. Why were you, Why were you drawn to that initially? Uh, like you, because you fell in love with it. Here's the thing. I watched MTV and it was like, oh, that seems interesting. And then I would watch it and I was like, this is fascinating that the struggle that these people have and the craziness that they go through and the relationships, because you see a 15 and 16 year old kid fighting with each other, you know, what a relationship is at 15 and 16 and what they have to go through. And it's like, wow, how do they survive? And then when they came out with teen mom, I was, cause you always wonder once they do 16 and pregnant it's like, huh, I wonder whatever happened what? to them. Yeah. And then they come out with Teen Mom, and you get to catch up with them. Oh, they got the all-stars. You know the ones that we didn't care about? Some of them, like, ah, they weren't very good. We don't need them. They brought the all-stars back, and it was just, it's great. The guy loves Teen Mom. He really does. 16 and pregnant. I've seen him. He went in a book line for one of them, like, for hours, just so he could spend extra time with her. I was the last one in line. It was Macy. Did one of them come here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had Kaylin K- Lowry and uh, Amber Portwood. They both came in the studio. <laughs> well, anyway, she had a baby, and she said she didn't know until the head was poking out. Yeah, she's lying. Pretty, pretty, pretty absurd. <laughs> and story. then you watched 16 and Pregnant? I, I watched an episode. Yeah. I had to because we all did something. I don't remember the bit, but I watched it, and I was like, I cannot. I feel creepy. Yeah. I feel creepy watching the relationship. I feel creepy that I'm watching the relationship because they had a baby. Then she's a teen. That's it, weird. That's what he said he loved about it. Yeah, it felt it felt weird. It felt old. But but also it felt like my mom got pregnant at 15. See, it was a life a look in the life. Like it was like a no. I saw a look in the life with my life. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, like I, I saw it yeah, firsthand with my life. Made it but extra it was. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.
What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. A calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation. So listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a Bobby Bones Show interview. In case you didn't know. First time I heard of this guy, Breland, it was Keith Urban going, hey, you got to hear this guy. He's awesome. I was like, well, Keith Urban loves him. Then uh, let me give him a listen. So again, his name is Breland. Real smart guy. Was a student at Georgetown University. Uh, he's the son of two ordained ministers. And they were very much into gospel music. And uh, that, that's affected him a bunch. It's influenced him a bunch. But again, he, he's a music nerd. That's what he calls himself. But loves country music. And everybody in Nashville and country music has wanted to work with him. He's written songs with Florida Georgia Line and... Sam Hunt and Keith Urban and even Justin Bieber. I'm a big fan of this guy. Breland on the Bobby Bones Show right now. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Breland. I'm a big fan, Breland. You know that, right? I'm, I'm also a big fan. You know what this Of yourself? We're both Breland fans? <laughs> We're both Breland fans. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I, like, I like that a lot. This, this new song, Praise the Lord, is so good. Thanks, man. I mean, I heard you I, I walked out during the commercial and... I think I heard you guys doing praise, or it just runs in my head nonstop. It's one yeah. of those two. It's either a, a, I think you heard a, a, a looping <laughs> thing, or uh, or and you're going to perform that here in a second. But I'm just so curious about how your live performances have been going because I think you told me when you went out to play for Dirks, when Dirks called, it was like Breland, I'm a big fan, come play. You were like, I, I hadn't performed like that live before, right? Yeah, I'd only played two shows before that. One of which was a whiskey jam, and the other one was at my former high school. <laughs> Which is crazy to think. And then Derek calls and goes, come out and play. Yeah. But I saw, are you playing stagecoach? We are, yeah. So it has gone from zero to 60. Yeah, zero to 100 if you're in kilometers. 
Yeah, yeah, well, I'm not, though. <laughs> I've been places where I use yeah. kilometers and I have no idea what, how far. <laughs> no, you never know. So are you, you're on stage doing these shows now. Do you, are you kind of getting it? Are you feeling comfortable performing? I would say after this summer, I've, I definitely feel comfortable. Uh, it just you need, you need the reps. you got to be able to work through different types of problems, figure out how your body responds to different climates, different types of audiences, people who are and aren't necessarily familiar or receptive to what you're doing. And I'm starting to get some of, some of that confidence. Breedland's like one of the most cerebral artists that I think I've ever spoken to. I can tell he just brought up kilometers. He brought kilometers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of people in the world that kilometers is not like a big word for them. World. So. But in the States, yeah. we're like kilometers, <laughs> kilograms. We don't know what any of this stuff is. Uh, your parents, gospel singers. Yeah. And, you know, I definitely, especially in this song because it's an easy, okay, well, it makes sense. Praise the Lord. But how much of that stylistically, vocally, mm-hmm. do you think that was passed on to you? I would say a lot of it. Um, you know, you grow up in a house with two people who have strong gospel voices. Like I, I would say a lot of my, a lot of my vocal choices are informed by some of the things that my parents were doing as, as singers and listening to in the house. Did you sing in church? I did. Yeah. Could you, could you let it go? I mean, as a kid, did you have the power to do that young where they were like that kid right there? He's, he's going places. I don't think I was that kid. I think my sister was that kid. I think I started to grow into it over time. I was a pretty shy kid, so I, you would have to like really push me to get in front of an audience. Now I'm more comfortable, but at, at like 10, 11, 12, there was vocal talent, but you would, have, you would have to be really close to my family to probably know it. There's so much vocal talent. When I say he hasn't, you know, he wasn't performing, he still could sing his face off. I'm going to have you play right now. This is... The praise the Lord. And on the track, if people spin it, uh, Thomas Rhett's on it with you. Yeah. Do you call him? Do you? How does that get to him? Yeah. Uh, I, I sent it through some channels, seeing if I could get it to him, and it eventually did uh, a few months after we wrote it. And I, I was like, I'm not putting this song out until we get Thomas on the song. And if he doesn't get on the song, I'm never going to put it out. You were never going to put this out without I, him? I wouldn't have put it out without him. I knew I, knew I wanted him on the song, and I was going to stick to that. Are there any songs that you... We're like, you know what? If I don't get Harry Styles, I ain't putting it out. And then he said, no, we never heard it. How many no. of those actually exist? Some of those exist. Really? <laughs> Maybe not necessarily with Harry specifically, but there are artists that I'm they, waiting for them to get on it to put it out. You let me know who. We'll call them out right now. Yeah, I was publicly. Say, we'll publicly shame them. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell Kane to quit playing. Not like playing. Kane? <laughs> call him right now. So I can feel different parts of my upbringing during that song, meaning when I was really young, my grandmother was, went to a Pentecostal church and mm-hmm. I could feel her like, Starting to she like spoken tongues at times. Yeah. Like during that. And then I grew up in a Baptist church and I could feel them going, I don't dance too much. Right. Just a little. I know you want to. That yeah. song that song's awesome, man. So you playing I've heard it many times, obviously, but you playing it live. Holy crap. There's a part maybe in like the pre chorus or where you're you're ah what is that part? Uh I'm gonna try that. It don't matter how you worship, sinners say, win or lose. Oh, come on. That win or lose? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Every time he did, I was like, I can't remember to bring that up. Uh, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> you got it. You got it. It's right there. Win or Oh, I don't have it. It's okay. I feel like I'm going through puberty just we'll, trying it. We'll, we'll try again at 2 p.m. Win or lose. <laughs> oh, that, We're going to drop it three keys. We're going to do it as a duet. Win or lose. <laughs> there that's, it is. That's how I end up doing it. <laughs> uh, so you, you put out the record and... You, you know, you can tell how much you're respected in Nashville by all the people that agreed to do the record with you, right? It came out yeah. like a couple weeks ago, September 9th, right? That, yep. So just to list some of them here, uh, you got Ingrid Andrus, you got Lady A, Keith Urban, uh, Mickey Guyton, obviously Thomas Rhett. 
I heard about you first. I was with Keith Urban. Yeah. And he was like, you got to hear this guy. And I was like, that's, wow, he is good. But when Keith Urban brings up somebody, you're like, okay, well, if Keith respects them, then I probably should pay attention. And I know you've written with Keith. Mm -hmm. What is that like to just sit with him? Because Keith's a genius and quirky. Yeah. And is thinking 10,000 things at once. Mm -hmm. And you're meeting him and writing with the same day. I got to assume that, is, is there any pressure there at all? There wasn't really any pressure because I knew that because he reached out to me that there was a level of mutual respect creatively. So I was like, all I really have to do is come in and do what I usually do. And that was the thing that caused him to reach out in the first place. So we should be good. Uh, And Keith and I are both, we think about music very differently, but also very similarly. Like we agree on melody pretty much all the time. And usually when you write with people, there's melodic differences. I might be like, what about this melody? And they'll be like, ah, what about this melody? We always agree on melody and we always agree on chords, but because he's such a talented instrumentalist, he'll play a lick before he'll sing something and I'll sing something before I'll play something. And so we usually will kind of come at the song from two different perspectives and then land on something that we both agree on. So every song that we've done sounds very different. You know, a song like Crimson Blue that he dropped for uh, Nine Perfect Strangers is wildly different than my song Throw It Back, which is totally different than the two songs that I co-wrote on his project. And all of them are the result of both of us agreeing on a totally different side of music, whether it's approaching it from classic rock perspective, approaching it from a hip hop perspective, approaching it, you know, from this like Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, classic, you know, whatever. We 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 know we know what we want. I saw you on TikTok with, and I don't know if I don't know if you released a song, but I'm a big Maisie Peters fan. Yeah, yeah. And so, and I was talking about her on this show a few weeks ago because she, her songs are so hooky. Yeah. And you were singing one of her songs. Was it? Which one were you were you duetting her? Kate's with? brother. Oh, that's what yeah. it is. That's we, we put I, a Kate's version brother. Out. Yes. Yeah. So, because you were talking, was it? Were you set up? Did she know you were going to do that? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> it looked like you were shooting your shot, like like yeah. right, right on. Yeah. We we you know TikTok. Here's the secret for those of you who are listening. Nothing that looks like it's a surprise on TikTok is a surprise. It is. It is. Wait. What? Yeah. It's very. <laughs> everything is Stop. planned in advance. Like I'm not trying to ruin everyone's social media engagement, but yeah, everything is planned. They probably filmed it like four or five times to get it right. These tour announcements where they get a call out of nowhere. Oh, those seem so fake. Yeah. Those, those do I seem mean, so fake. They're dripping in it like I'm yeah. like come on like who buys this but some people buy it so mm-hmm. I just wanted to pop that bubble real quick it's all fake well you sold it to <laughs> me because I was like oh I like Maisie and then I saw you and I was like oh okay I was like oh look Breland shooting a shot with Maisie Peters yeah. and then I I was gonna ask you next time I saw you how, but it's all it was all set up yeah it was all set up I'm a mark I, yeah I did that song uh, I, I love I love Maisie I think what she's doing out in the UK and on a global scale is is massive she's so talented as a writer vocalist entertainer I've seen seen clips of her live show she brings it uh, but that song I've never done a song that was in that kind of punk pop lane uh, and I liked a lot of that music it, it was reminiscent of like early Avril Lavigne yeah Avril like Hillary Duff even oh like 100% yeah. and you know I'm I'm a I'm a 90s kid so that was all the stuff that we were listening to when I was in in school so for me to be able to get on a song like that and kind of add my sauce and flavor to it tell my side of the story uh it was a lot of fun 
Well, I'm just sad I was tricked. Like, all he's talking about, all I can think about is how big of an idiot I am. You've been bamboozled. Yeah, I've been bamboozled. <laughs> and I try not to be bamboozled. She has a song, uh, John Hughes movie. I, I just, I'm a big fan of Maisie Peters. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, dang, I like both of them. So, uh, look, you're, you're an amazing performer, you're an amazing singer. You, have, you do have a lot of followers on TikTok, too, by the way. Like, uh, don't you have, like, th- you have millions, right? No, there's, like, half a million. Are you sh- maybe you have all the light. I looked, and I was like... Dang, like you already built a TikTok following too. Are you making any money on social media yet? Uh, probably somewhere. Yeah, I'd have probably. to. Probably. Are you so, you're so rich you don't even know anymore? <laughs> no, it's not even that. I, I just heard you. I got social you. media money. I don't even know where that would register, but I'm sure I've benefited from it in some way, directly or indirectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Amy, you have anything for Breland? I'm gonna play his, his new single, but yeah. Well, I just want to personally know about his energy. Like, I when I walked in, I felt it, and then the whole time you were performing, I had goosebumps. So, like. What do you do to keep yourself, maybe you were just born this way. Definitely well, not. Okay, so what do you do to keep yourself with whatever the synergy is that you have? Yeah, um, I have become very intentional about two things. One, who I am and am not spending time around. People who don't pour into me, who don't believe in me, who don't hold me accountable. Uh, I don't spend time with anyone who isn't a part of that. And then two, uh, just focusing on gratitude, being grateful for everything, whether it's good or bad. That's why in the song, when it says win or lose, praise the Lord, like I, I really abide by that. I think it's easy to, to be grateful for things when you're getting good news and when things are going the way that you want them to. It's really hard to do that. Uh, and almost seems counterintuitive to do that when you're getting bad news or when things are tough. Uh, and I've been really mindful of, of just being grateful for everything regardless. Ray, you saw Breland where? Like Chick-fil-A grabbing <laughs> food? Yeah, you just went through the straight-up drive through I think you walked up to it. I figured you maybe had a person go get you your food. <laughs> Oh, he can't hear him. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to have yeah, headphones. I can't hear you. I so just Ray heard said he saw you at Chick Fil A, and you wa- you you walked up because there's a Chick Fil A and there's a window you can walk yeah. to. And he was like, "I was surprised to have somebody just getting his food for him." He's breathing. No, I'm definitely getting my own food. What do you? This is my first <laughs> album. Like, what do you think is going on? <laughs> like, I've, I had Keith pull up and play with me at the High Watt last year, and he came to the sound check entirely by himself. Nobody just walked in looking like Keith. I was like. This is absurd. So, yeah, I'm definitely getting my own food. Until I pass that level, I will be getting my own food. Well, we can't wait until you do pass that level. <laughs> I'm still going to be getting nah, my own food. I don't know. I don't know. Ray, so he was shocked. He was like, Breland was getting his own food. You'll see me at wait, Chick-fil-A in 2035. You can walk up to Chick-fil-A. Well, yeah, there's a window. Yeah. You can walk, well, it you depends can order on, on the Chick-fil-A. App. Sure, you can order on the app. Oh. And then I have my people go get it for me. So they, they go up to the window. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, hey, uh, let's talk about this single real quick because we're going to play it here. For what it's worth. Now, for our audience who hasn't heard this, it's, it's always weird to hear a song for the first time. Yep. It's good to have some background. Give me what they need to know before they hear it. Yeah, the song is, is just my take on a breakup song. I, I've had a couple breakups in my life, and anytime I've had one, I hold myself accountable for the things that I may have dropped the ball on. And I wanted to write a song from that perspective, just maturely being able to say, hey, I understand I may not have been the person that you wanted me to be for you at that time, and I hope that you're able to find that. He's, like, so wow, mature. I know. Like, I hate, my, I hate myself when I hang out with him, because I'm like, <laughs> I just want to be him. I'm soaking Come him up. Bobby. Yeah, We're, we are one in the same. According to a study, early risers who then stay active all throughout the day are happier and sharper mentally, especially in older age. I'm a forced early riser. I don't identify with early risers. I wish I understood what it was like to wake up early and feel good. People are always like, it must be awesome to wake up early and just have your day done. Well, one, my day's not done, and no, it sucks waking up early. I hate it. I would go to bed 
at 4 a.m. That's my natural bedtime. I wake up at noon or 1. That's my body clock. It's crazy. So I'm not this person. Now, I come in and the show starts at 6 Eastern, 5 Central. And we live in Central. And I fake it for the first hour and a half. It's tough. Where I'm not near as happy as I sound. This is me on the inside. This is me on the outside. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is every morning. But yeah, so if you wake up early and you get things done, you are apparently smarter because you wake up in the morning. We're supposed to wake up in the morning. The natural cycle of Earth. Sun comes up, you get up. Sun goes down, you go to bed. That makes us healthy, wealthy, and wise. <laughs> yeah, and you got to get outside in the sun when you first rise, if you can, to get your circadian rhythm set up for the day. Just sounds too hippie for me. I like a good... I'm able to do that on Saturdays and Sundays. That's it. A good tweet night. Oh. A tweet night? Oh. Yeah, like a good tweet night. Get on my phone, go to Wi-Fi. Have you guys updated your iPhone? Because no. if you have the new one, you can send a message and then a text and then take yes. it away. But you have to... They have to have the same update. So everybody needs to get the update. Then if I send Eddie a text, I was like, I don't need to I'll take it back. You can then remove the text. But if I don't update, you can't do stays. that to me. I know. And so there were, there were all these videos of people doing it, like <laughs> sending all these real funny put down things to people. Like, I can just remove it. And then they go, if they don't have the update, they're, you're not taking it oh, off. They're like, crap. oh, crap. <laughs> That's funny. You mm. can also mark it for yourself so you know if you've read or unread. Like emails, you can do that with text messages now. But you can do that for like, for like four generations of phones. No. This new. No, tell me that's new. <laughs> this new. Tell me. Amy's that. like sometimes there's a bubble that pops up when they're, t- they're, they're <laughs> always Wait, Amy. Tell me it's new because like, that's the. I need that because that's the thing. I click on it and I'm like, shoot, I read it and then I don't remember to go back to it because it doesn't have a blue dot. Mm. That's new. That is this update. I feel like I could always do that. Yeah, me too. I, know I no. can an email and I can pin things. Show too. me how. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. This therapist named Jessica McNair shared some things that parents should do to create a safe relationship with their kids. And I already tried out one of her tips. Say, uh, be there for them? Oh, make, sure they have, make sure they have dinner? No, be stuff around. like, um, no, it's things you might not think about. Like you should ask permission from your child if you want to give them a hug. What? what the crap? No chance. Uh, no, I tried it with my daughter, and she was like, hey, yeah, thanks for asking. Sometimes I'm really not in the mood to she be touched. She wants you to ask permission to get hugged? Mm-hmm. That's what it says here. That's, also- That seems weird, right? It is weird. Especially, but listen, I don't know. I still think a forced hug by grandmas or moms. They were the best, even though cool. you hated it. And you just acted like you hated right. it, even yeah. though you really loved it. <laughs> That's so true. Because if you were to ask me, and I'm a boy, and I'm 11, I'd be like, no, I don't want a hug, but inside I really do. And then I have all this trauma because I never got hugged and it's yeah. my fault. See? I'm a doctor too. Write that down. Okay. Uh, never talk about finances in front of your kids. Uh, don't comment on your child's body type at all. And don't use fear as a motivational tool. I mean, all I was told, you, hey, you're skinny. We did everything wrong on that list. All of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All this stuff. <laughs> or, or, or we ain't got no money. <laughs> so that was finances. Oh, man. Yeah, all of that. All right, what else? Okay, so this husband stole his wife's kidney and sold it on the black market. How do you, How do you do steal it? Well, you know, Lunchbox always says you never know who you're sleeping next to. And this story just, I mean, it's so true. He had her go to the hospital for kidney stones and signed all this paperwork uh, for her to get those removed. And during the surgery, he tricked her into signing something that also removed her kidney. And then he sold it on the black market. That's so they weird. just handed him in a box after? It's like, sir, here's the kidney ordered. I, like, how does he even get it? I don't know how, what, you know, what he had to do to finagle that whole process with the other people involved, but maybe he cut them in on some of the money. But she... Well, now we got real real conspiracy stuff happening here. Oh, yeah, she, but she, obviously she had the scars because she thought she was having surgery for something else. And then later she went in for some pain and they're like, well, you're missing a kidney. <laughs> 
Oh, isn't that crazy? That's when the husband's like, doo-doo-doo. He's, bad, whistling. he's whistling, yeah. That's a bad dude. Yeah. Are they still together? Uh, as of September 13th? <laughs> they're working it I out. I don't know. I mean, I think he's in police custody now. In, yeah, but I, I don't, think so. I don't know if they're going to get divorced or what's going to happen. You saw Michelle Branch? It's, they're working it out now. They right? are? Pat- yeah. Oh, they are? Patrick from the Black Keys. That was interesting. But then I felt like this oh. is none of my business. I know, but then it was in the news. I know. So it was, still wasn't, but we read it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it still wasn't. But they're working it out. We like that. That's great. Yeah. We like it. We hope it works out for them. All right, what else? Trace Adkins thought that he killed Susan Sarandon while they were filming their new show on Fox, Monarch. What happened is they have a kissing scene and it all went down and then he heard he had COVID and he thought, oh, shoot. Oh, I just killed her. (laughs) I just killed Susan Sarandon. But luckily, she was vaccinated and all the things and she never even got sick. But yeah, he was very terrified for a little bit that their makeout session was going to lead to her death. But make out for acting. We're going to need a doctor here because I think I just murdered filled dreams. <laughs> that looks like a good show on Fox. I want to check it out. And I didn't get to see the premiere, but there's a new episode up tomorrow on Fox. She dies of COVID for the spoiler alert. Trace is funny where he talks so slow and so deep. And every time I see him, he makes fun of me. I love that. Mm-hmm. Like two weeks ago, just let me just... Hey, and there's nothing you can do about it. What am you. I gonna do? <laughs> what am I gonna do? Nothing. So I just, I just like it and laugh, laugh with them. All right, Amy, is that it? Yep, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news with Amy. Tell me something good. So you know Missy Franklin, the Olympic gold medalist swimmer. Mm-hmm. So her dad had kidney failure and he got put on a transplant list, but the odds of him getting a match are going to be years and years. So in a last ditch effort, their family turned to social media and so many people reached out after seeing the post, but they got tested and unfortunately were not a match. No matches of all the people trying? All the people trying. Wow. Except for, get this, another Olympic swimmer. Michael Phelps. Oh, Brian oh, Lochte. Oh, cool. Greg Luganis. He's a diver, though. Okay. Oh, that's all I got. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Spitz. Okay. Ryan Spitz. Oh, Michael Spitz. He's know, a boxer. Man. I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> no. Uh, Chrissy Purim, who is someone that took home a gold in 92 Barcelona games, and she saw the plea from the Franklins. She got tested. Boom, she was a match, so she volunteered. The surgery has already happened. It was successful. She loved being able to help someone out in her, quote, swim family, but now they really are, like, family for life. Yeah, she saved his life. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. I have a clip of Missy Franklin talking about it. It was a very, very surreal moment when we found out that not only did we have a match, but that she was an Olympic gold medalist in swimming. It was just such a full circle moment. That's a, cool. an amazing story. I tell you, I went to social media immediately because she's, she's famous. There's a lot of people trying. And they, but they did try, and they weren't able to match. Uh, here we go. Famous swimmers. My, Michael Phelps. Yep. Katie Ledecky. Oh. oh, yeah. She's down. Ryan Lochte. Mark oh, Spitz. Yeah. Ian Thorpe, the Torpedo. Oh. Wait, you knew Mike Spitz? Yeah, Mark yeah, Spitz. he said it. Mark Spitz. Yeah, from like the 70s, <laughs> okay. I think. Old school Olympian. Other than that, got Matt Biondi, whose name sounds a little familiar. No. Missy Franklin. Hmm. Uh, Nemo. Oh, that's Nemo. it. That's all I got. I'm retiring at Nemo because oh I don't know anybody else. Okay. That's a great story, though. That yeah. is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Hope you're having an awesome morning. It's time to go over to Amy and get in the morning corny. 
The Morning Corny. Why did the Scarecrow win an award? Why did the Scarecrow win an award? He was outstanding in his field. <laughs> He's outstanding. <laughs> that was the morning corny. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, 
and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So it's karaoke, except nobody has the words to the songs. It's blind karaoke. Welcome, everybody. Raymundo, you've never played the game. Now, you've heard them play it. Are you always like, man, they're terrible? Uh, I, could, I could probably do a lot better than them, yeah. I like that. And the category is Garth Brooks songs. That's my boy. That's his boy. Let's go, Raymundo. Oh, my gosh. Hey, who's the judge since Ray is not judging? No, Ray's never a judge. Oh, I always it's thought he was me, a judge. It's me, Mike D, and Scuba Steve. Great, love it. Okay, so we'll spin the wheel. Whatever it lands on, Ray, that's the song you will sing. Do you yeah. have any preference? I think I can pretty much nail any of those bad boys. <laughs> All right. Yeah, All I've right. been to about five of his shows, so. Let's spin that wheel! Woo! Ray, you'll be performing. Oh, that's a good one. If Tomorrow Never Comes. Perfect. Can you play a little clip of the real song so Raymundo can hear it? Just so he can get the feel. Here is If Tomorrow Never Comes from Garth Brooks. If tomorrow never comes. Ray doing If Tomorrow Never Comes. It's probably a slow start to this one. I'm guessing about a 20 second intro. Unless we hit that it right here. Right there. That, yeah, was that was it. Sometimes. Give you one. No, no, we'll give you one more shot. <laughs> <laughs> I do cue them sometimes. Would you like a cue? Yeah, I'm gonna need that. Do you know the? Do you know the? Some? Sometimes okay. late at night. Here we go. Oh, wow. Okay. He's so serious. Here we go. <laughs> sometimes late at night, I wander in the dark, thinking if I've done enough to see tomorrow. And everybody goes to work, experiencing the workforce, never thinking once that if tomorrow never comes, will my boss know how much he hurt me? If tomorrow never comes, Will I know how much I lived? <laughs> but if tomorrow does come, you gotta go to work. And then I'll always wonder, what if tomorrow never comes? There he is. Wow. Huh. Wow. <laughs> he didn't know any You really were terrible. He sounded like drunk Elvis. He- you know what I mean? He didn't know any words. Not one. And I, 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 oh, he, I thought he knew tomorrow never comes. I mean, he sang all the words with a clip right on. <laughs> and then when it came to it, you were on the wrong spot, but you didn't even sing those words. Singing is really hard. Why are you still yelling at me? Oh. <laughs> it's tough with this microphone, these headphones, this box. I like how you think Garth puts the words workforce in a really <laughs> slow, meaningful song in the lyrics. Oh, Wait, man. what was the, is your boss mad at I, you? I didn't mean to tech, attack bosses in general, but it put it part of the song in the yeah, moment. I felt like Sorry. you were coming at me there, buddy. I wasn't, but yeah. it's about tomorrow, and usually work is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. <laughs> That's true. Blind karaoke. Ray has no lyrics in front of him. Yet. Oh. Judges, write your scores down one to ten. It's Ray's first time ever playing. There you go. Write it down. All right, Ray, thank you very much. All right. There he is. Ray Mundo. Woo! Next up. 
Producer Eddie. Oh! Eddie, you love you some Garth. I love Garth. You know that bone. He's going to know every song, every That's lyric. Right. I mean, this is, if you don't win this, it's a travesty, Eddie. There are a lot of good songs, though, There's because they're all great, but I think good songs to actually perform. I think if he did, like, Colin Baton Rouge. Papa Love Mama's good. Operator, won't you let me on through? Got some, come on, Bones. Yeah. You, you, Bones, you know I know all these songs. Dude, I, w- I, I used to dress like Garth. I was in the Garth fan club. I had a world tour jacket that my mom got me for Christmas one year. I am a Garth fan. Well, we have nothing else to do except spin that wheel. You guys ready? Uh, yeah! Let's spin that wheel! Let's see, which one do I want? A, a lot of one? songs on the wheel, and Eddie will be singing... The Thunder Rolls. Ooh. You know what? I was singing this just the other day. Okay. Yeah, it was a rainstorm coming in. Oh. And when the thunder rolled, I was like, 3.30 in the morning. Wow. You going full acapella? You going full Bo Bice on Ooh, this? Ooh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I need, I need music. <laughs> okay. Wow, wow, wow. For wow. our audience, Ray, if you could play them the clip. The thunder rolls <clears throat> and the lightning strikes. This in your wheelhouse vocally? Oh, oh, absolutely. Okay. All right, here we go. This is Eddie doing the thunder rolls. Blind karaoke. He's holding his belt buckle. That's what Garth did in the video. Three thirty in the morning. Not a soul in sight. City's looking like a ghost town on the moonlit summer night. Raindrops on the windshield, there's a storm moving in. He said it from somewhere that he never should have been. And the thunder rolls. Where's thunder? And the thunder rolls. Every light is burning. In a house across town. Here, look at the headphones, Buzz. Some on the telephone. Thankful he's around. He's gone to Garth Head Mike now. And the wind and rain, a strange new perfume blows. The lightning crashes in her eyes, and he knows that she knows. And the thunder rolls. And the thunder rolls. Thunder rolls and the lightning strikes. Another love goes cold on a sleepless night. And the storm goes on out of control. Deep in her heart, the thunder rolls. There he is, Bruce Reddy. Nice job, buddy. Does that not sound just like Garth? No. But oh, what? You definitely had passion and energy. Thank you, man. Do we penalize you more if you mess up since you Why? claim to be an expert? Yeah, no, you wait. claim to know every single, like, oh, I know Hold all on, these. you're playing. You're playing. Oh. You can't jump in on this. <laughs> you right. obviously want him to lose. Sorry, Judge. Yes. <laughs> just take that into account. Do Guys, we... just listen to what Ray did and compare it to mine and just write your score down. Okay, thank you. There he is. Yeah! Producer Eddie, everybody. Okay. Uh, coming up, Lunchbox. Woo! And then our two-time champion, two wow. times in a row, Abby. Who continues to dominate these fools? Ah, what? Ah, what? I'm 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 in the competition. I can't say anything. <laughs> That's true. So, so That's he just true. Makes, he makes noises. Ah, ah. Well, I can't say anything. <laughs> what do you think? It's a conspiracy. <laughs> 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 we will come back with Lunchbox and Abby next. Ooh.
It's called blind karaoke because there are no words in front of our contestants. And they still have to sing full karaoke. And we judge them. And Lunchbox is up next. Woo! What up, dude? Hey, let me tell you. Some of these Garth songs, <laughs> I should know. And it's, I all should Garth, know. it's all Garth Brooks today. Let me all tell Garth you. All Garth all the time. I went and saw him in Las Vegas. And I knew some of these songs. It's good. And if you buy the box set at Walmart, when they're singing The River, you see me in the crowd. Just so you know. <laughs> on the video. The yeah, DVD. It was like the DVD. corner of your head. I, not my face right on someone. Life is like a river. Ever chant and it shows me and it's like, whoa. So do you want the river? No. Oh, why not? What would you prefer here on the wheel? Hey, uh, uh, unanswered prayers, baby. Okay, he wants yeah. unanswered prayers. I hope okay. you get what you ask for. I hope I get it. Yeah. There's like a couple of those. I got no oh, idea. You, you know the dance. I don't think I know the dance. Why are you talking like this? Because <laughs> I'm like nervous because these are huge songs yeah. I should know. Yeah. And when they come on the CDs or my iPod, <laughs> I can listen to them and I hear them. And I'm Both. Like, yeah. iPod and CD. Okay, yeah. Grandpa. Okay, let's spin that wheel. Come on. Come on. Give me some good juju. Give me some good juju on that wheel. You'll be doing oh. Shameless. <laughs> oh. You ever heard Shameless before? Mm, I've heard it a couple times. How do you think it goes before you hear it? Cause I'm shameless. That's it. But I don't know anything else. Listen. Oh, he nailed it. Why do you look so stressed and sad right now? Because the wheel never gives me anything that I have. What do you want? Unanswered prayers. Hey, everybody. What? Whoa! Whoa! Don't even do this. You guys don't don't do this. Don't do this. We'll regret it if we do it. Do you have a problem with giving him unanswered prayers? I don't. Okay, Ray, all, everybody has to sign off. Ray, you yeah. cool? You, okay, Abby, can you have un, un, unanswered prayers? Yeah, that's Okay, good. hey, Lunchbox, hold on. Unanswered prayers! Wow. Let's go, because wow. I'm shameless! No, no, wrong song. can see. That's, no, that's the wrong song. Do you want shameless? Do you want, uh, no. <laughs> shameless! <laughs> Last night at a hometown okay, football Ray, game. Okay, Ray, will you play unanswered prayers? Some Sometimes I think of... For Do you know every word of this one? From the beginning, blind karaoke. Just last night at a hometown football game, me and my wife ran into my old high school flame. Then and there, I thank God for unanswered prayers. She was the one I had wanted for all time. But then I realized that just because you got unanswered prayers, I said, I thank God for unanswered prayers. Remember when you're talking to that man upstairs, that just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he don't care. And that's why I thank God for unanswered prayers. Because I wanted her, and now she's fat. She's ugly. Okay. All right, there we go. Yeah, stop. Oh. There we go. Stop. There we go. There we go. I could have gotten worse. What? You know, it's just, it's just, do you even hear the music? The music just went to the chorus right now, but Yeah, I think. do you even hear the music? Not really. Okay, because it, it doesn't seem like it. it I don't really hear it. Yeah. Because no, I'm worried about just getting the words right. But you don't. <laughs> He got a, a he more got than I thought. I got a lot. You did get more than the, I thought. She was the one I wanted for all time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But you generally, you say you just want it, but you don't. So I just wonder if you tried to stay on beat. No, I did try to stay on beat. Like, was I, did I go too fast? You did pretty good. 
I went too fast too or what? Fast. I oh, really way fast. too fast. Yeah, you skipped some stuff, but who cares? It's a great. Like, like what part did maybe I skip? You, maybe your finest performance. If we're being honest here. Wow. Yeah. What what part did I skip though? The whole song. Yeah, you were my, done with the whole song in thirty yeah. seconds. And then you said she was old and fat or something. All right, here we go. Lunchbox, everybody. <laughs> nice job, Man. judges. Write your scores down. Wow. Let me just say I'm looking at one of the scores. Uh oh. Not oh good. wait, never mind. That was that's combined. <laughs> oh, dang it! Man, I, 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 saw, I swear. Hey, I saw that in her pop up, and it's like, dang. Okay. When you talk to the woman. Okay. All right, Garth, you're Let's, done. I'm Garth, trying to think what, what part did I miss because they saw. Let us the, bring in uh, our fourth <laughs> contestant, two-time defending champion. They call her Rabbit. Hey! She oh boy. She's so good. Abby, we're we're so happy that you you grace us. With another appearance here on the stage. Oh, I can't wait. From singing at the bars in Vegas and Nashville to right here in front of us. Man, look where I'm going. Do you have a favorite song? <laughs> uh, Friends in Little Places. Yeah. But I love Shameless also, so I'm glad he didn't do that song. So, Abby will have the wheel spun and whatever lands on it, she'll sing with no words in front of her. Do you study any Garth songs for performing when you do your, uh, your sets? Not really, okay. no. Well, so, let's see what yeah. happens. Let's spin the wheel! You're a fast one. Abby, you have Papa it's Love Mama. One. Oh, shoot. Uh-oh. There's so many words to this Uh-oh. song. It's tough. Let's see what you're made of, Abigail. Is that your name? It, no, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with it. All right, oh, let's go. Papa Love Mama, Mama Love Me. Mama's in the graveyard, Papa's in the pain. Are you ready? I think I know the chorus, but yeah. Here we beginning. go. They went down to the liquor store and they said, hey, I want some more. They go out and every now and then they go to Broadway and they go to all the bars. Oh, yeah. They keep on walking till they see a guitar and then they fire it up and run it into town. Yeah. Oh, mom was a lover, Lord, that shout. Damn, was a good looking devil's kind. Papa, mama, mama, oh, my God. Eddie, you got this. Mama's <laughs> in the graveyard, Papa's in the pen. I can't sing guy songs. Yeah, dang it. That's tough. Just give it to Eddie. Yeah. Hey, there she is. Oh, wow, that's it. That's it. Oh, I have God. never seen someone give up and award the winner in the middle of a song. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> she did both. She quit wow. and gave the championship to somebody I mean, not even. Wow. Because <laughs> Lunchbox is in this. Ray, she, she, she no, didn't no, even no, fight no. for it. Bobby, Lunchbox yeah. is not in this. No, I no, knew. No, I, I, I know what part I missed. I knew I destroyed it. Remember she, the angel? She's not the angel I remembered of all time. That's what I mean by saying she's... Are you still she's... on that? Okay. Ray, <laughs> would you play That's some right. thinking said, music for me? Oh I need to do some tabulations here. It's still on the song. Okay. Give... Right. Let it go, Garth. It's fine. Okay. Got that. Gosh, okay. And then I'm going to do... Boy, Abby. Abby, that might be the lowest... Dang, Abby. Forever. All three. Mostly because you just quit, Yeah. I like the fired it up though. That was good. Okay. Uh, in last place, and this person will not be performing next week because she quit. Is Abby? Yeah. Get out of here. Let's wow. go. <laughs> Abby got a total score of six. Dang. That's the champ. Defending champ. Because she quit. Oh. You can't quit. I know. 
You can't. It's a bad day. I mean, I thought you tried to teach her that weeks ago, can't man. Can't quit. Can't quit. So, but Abby gets the lowest score. Wow. It's six. So everybody else is surviving in next week. Yeah! Okay, in third place with a score of 14. Ray. That'll do. Wow. He's happy. He's happy with it. All right, that's it. I'm ahead to sing you guys out. I got it. You're going to sing us out? Yeah. If he wins. Is that what we do? No, even if he doesn't win, can he sing out, please? That same song? (laughs) No, whichever whichever one he wants. Maybe we try Shameless? Yes, because we'll we'll never know. Either way. I went to work for her father that summer. No, that's that summer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He knows. He knows. With a score of 16. Oh, it's close, huh? Lunchbox. Second place. Okay. Oh, no. You were supposed to tease me and say, oh, and then Eddie got a 15. No, Eddie, Eddie got 21. Wow. Good job, Eddie. Good job. Oh. Eddie is our winner. Wow. Oh. It's almost not fair because, I mean, Garth. Dude, Garth's my favorite. He's the GOAT. Eddie, would you like to sing us out or would you like somebody else to? No, I would like Lunchbox to sing us out, and I'd like to pick the song. Okay, go ahead. Colin Baton Rouge. Okay, and here's Lunchbox singing Colin Baton Rouge from right there. Oh, put on the line. Let's go. Wait, no, wait, wait. Oh. <laughs> Come on, let's go. straight Yosemite Sam. All right, and go. Hey, operator, put her on the line. I got a collar. She's hot as a dime. <laughs> I got operator. I got a collar and tell her I'm coming to Baton Rouge yeah. because I love you. Hey, operator, she is fine, fine, fine. Will you please put her on that line? Call it Baton Rouge. That's it. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. I'm on Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones. If you want to go over there and follow Mr. Bobby Bones, appreciate that. News time. Bobby's big stories. Lunchbox, remember when you went to the Diamond Mine? Yeah, and I didn't searched. find anything for hours. It was so hot. It was backbreaking work. It was exhausting. And then we had a listener that was like, "Yeah, I found one. Like three hundred thousand dollars." Crazy. <laughs> remember that? A, yeah. Yeah. A man finds his thirty-fifth. 35,000th diamond at the park. I thought I was reading that wrong, but it's, yeah. I thought it was 35th diamond. He's found 35,000 diamonds at the same park Lunchbox went to. His 50th this year. Dang. Bro, where did you look? This guy's found 35,000. This tells me he goes every day. Right? He probably goes Legos a lot lot of days. I mean, uh, a man in Arkansas reached two major milestones when he found a diamond at the Crater of Diamonds State Park earlier this month. His name is Scott of Dirks, Arkansas. Found his 50th of the year. I wish I knew like how much he's made from this. Over the last four years, he has found and registered more than 80 diamonds just because they're big enough. Well, I recognize that spot he's at. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. You see that little creek? That's from Fox News. Yeah, because I see the little gazebo over there. Yeah. That's where yeah. That's where you took a nap. I don't right now, to the, where I'm looking at him to his left is where I took a nap. There's a tree hey, right mate. to his left. Didn't you have Abby dig and just be like, you keep digging? And, yeah. uh, no, what? I told her not to dig, and then she tried to say she found a diamond, oh, and I that's told her what she was. wasn't supposed to be digging while I was sleeping. I knew it was something. Something you were trying to control. Yeah. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth's funeral is over. Uh, her burial happens later today. Queen Elizabeth II's funeral service has concluded her coffin was carried into the historic abbey by a 123-year-old gun carriage from Westminster Hall in a short procession. King Charles, Prince William, Prince George, Princess Charlotte, and Prince Harry walked behind the casket. Some 2,000 people, including world leaders and royal family members, were invited to pay their respects at today's event. She was 90, 96, right? That right there is the story. Full life. That she was 96 and... She- it seemed to me like she was still kicking it pretty strong right up until she died. So 
I mean, I guess the story is she was Queen of England for 70 years, but still, she was 96. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, RIP for sure. Post Malone helped out by medics after falling through the stage at his show. Did you guys see this on yes, Instagram? It was brutal. Crazy. He, it's like a, you, like, like a catwalk type of thing in a big circle. And he's on that circle in the middle, and he steps, and boom, falls right through the floor. Trap door. Apparently, the trap door wasn't covered up, or wasn't all the way up, and he fell through it. And his ribs were killing him. He continued to sing. I think he broke three ribs. So he was like, okay, guys, thank you. Thanks for hanging through this. There was a big hole in the stage. I'm very sorry. He finished out the show. And again, he just kept holding his ribs over and over. And yes, oh. and later they found out he had broke his ribs. Yeah, I mean, he fell through hard. Oh, he wasn't looking. He was looking at the crowd and then and he just... starts going, oh! Oh, my gosh. I thought he looked like he was dying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just watched it. Yeah, I saw it on... Mike, I saw it on your Instagram. Mike broke the story. <laughs> big posty. Best place to sit on a plane to survive a plane crash is back, but kind of in the middle. Huh. So get as far back as you can as possible, but also in the middle. So if everybody else dies around you, you'll be the one that's like, thumbs up, all good. <laughs> so researchers found the passengers near the tail of the plane were 40% more likely to survive a plane crash than those in the front because if the plane nosedives, you'll be protected from the initial impact with the ground. Mm. That is some dark I don't stuff. Like I don't, about yeah. this. I don't, it really is. We, Eddie and I flew this weekend. Mm. I hate flying. I held Eddie's hand the whole time. Yeah. Even, even though his wife was sitting next to him, I was like, no, you hold my hand. I told her he needs this. Yes. Yes. MIT figures you could fly on average once a day for four million years before you get in a plane crash. Oh, okay. That makes me feel better. Yeah, but that's not true. No, it's true. No, I it's trust MIT. MIT. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's flown like two times and then maybe something bad happened. But then that means there's somebody who has flown for eight million years and didn't crash, okay. Eddie, by your logic. <laughs> okay. Okay. The type of show that will benefit your mental health is a nature show. If you watch a nature show for 30 minutes, that's the threshold, they say that you will experience some sort of feelings of happiness. For me, it'd be that it's over if it's 30 minutes show. <laughs> it's too long. I don't like watching nature shows. <laughs> I grew up in nature. I don't need to watch a show. I lived it. You ever I'm, seen Earth, though? That's a good one. I won't even start. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so good. Mm-mm. Animals can't talk. I like storyline. Okay. All right. You, know? <laughs> you like Lion King. Yes. Well, they're they, narrated, though. Sometimes. Yeah, and sometimes they're with like a British accent. I'm like, that ain't like Mountain Pine. <laughs> we don't have British people in Mountain Pine, Arkansas. I think it's just saying like, because when you're outside with nature, you get the benefits. So from watching it on TV, like you like to Google things. Well, if that's true, I'm going to watch exercise shows. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I'm going to get the benefits <laughs> from TV. They say that if you watch nature shows, you'll have an increased motivation to go outside, work out, or accomplish a task. Oh. Amazon Prime has one of the most watched nature documentaries right now, Flight of the Butterflies. Ooh. Ooh, that, that is from happyful.com. Cool. Which, by the way, I'll say this about Amazon. Their Thursday night football, pretty good. They had the first one last week. That's last Thursday. Pretty good all the way through for their first ever Amazon broadcast. Though you can't skip commercials. That right? was weird. Yeah, that's weird. Because I'm watching it's online, and who wants to watch a commercial? The only time I want to hear a commercial is when I listen to this show. Yes. And I, and I listen that's to it. every commercial because, because I know those commercials matter. We have good commercials mm-hmm. on our They're show. They're the best. We just won commercials of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan's last dance jersey from 1998, the NBA Finals, where... The documentary kind of concludes was sold for $10.1 million at an auction. The story's from ESPN. They talked about how for a long time game-worn stuff didn't go for this kind of money because collectors were like, it's too big. There's nowhere to put it. But now the jerseys are selling. This one for $10.1 million, which is completely crazy. A judge ruled that Taylor Swift has to go to trial for the Shake It Off copyright lawsuit. So I'm going to play you two clips here. Can you play me Taylor Swift Shake It Off? 
2017, Sean Hall and Nathan Butler filed a copyright infringement lawsuit claiming that the chorus of Shake It Off was lifted from this 2001 song, Play Is Gonna Play. Substantial similarity between the two songs, Play Is Gonna Play, asserts that play is, they gonna play, and hate is, they gonna hate. <laughs> While Shake It Off upholds that play is, they gonna play, 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 and hate is, are gonna hate, hate, hate. Wow, wow. So it's not so much the melody as it is, I guess, maybe partial melody. But here's the thing about this song. Two things I'll agree with. Play is gonna play. Well, yeah. And hate is gonna hate. Yeah. Sure. So that's just universal truth. That's a lot of people say <laughs> that. Yeah, that's, universal, that's universal truth. Uh, if I'm the judge, I award in favor of Taylor Swift. Yeah. You can all get out of my courtroom. Love that's what it. I would say. That's from consequence.net. And also, let me say this. Amy, this is in the news, is doing a Four Things with Amy Brown podcast event in Wichita, Kansas on November 5th. And tickets go on sale Friday at selectaseat.com. Correct, Amy? Yeah, you can selectaseat.com slash Amy. Probably just go to selectaseat.com. Well, yeah, it, the graphic will be there. But yeah, it's going to be exciting. So that'll be happening in Wichita on November 5th. Tickets will go on sale this Friday if you want to go to that. All right, that's the news. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Bones. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. 
Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always gonna have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When I was a kid, I used to watch wrestling all the time. I was a massive fan, WCW, WWF at the time. And there was a wrestler named Diamond Dallas Page. You guys probably met him last week. He's like 6'6", yeah. six, yeah. six, but he's like 65 now. And out, he's in shape like a 45-year-old. It's amazing. It's yeah. crazy. He was doing, again, 65, and he was doing like yoga things in studio. Just like, hey, check this out because he's a big fitness guy. But I couldn't believe he's 65 years old. And he was talking about wrestling and how he shut down a hater who did not expect, who, who didn't like respect him as an athlete because everybody's like, wrestling's fake. There's this one guy I could just tell. He don't respect what we do. So I asked him. I said, can I ask you a question? He said, sure. I said, you don't respect what we do, do you? He said, honestly? I said, honestly. He said, not really. I said, well, let me ask you a question. Do you like Broadway? Of course. I go, what's your favorite play? It was Phantom of the Opera. I said, I don't want to spoil this for you, but the guy doesn't really get burnt with the oil. <laughs> you know, and I mean, the crew burst out laughing. He's, a mo- he's so big, so tall. And if I'm 66 and look like that, that's a win. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, that's a win. And then I asked him, I was like, hey, when you get those championship belts, do you get to keep them? Because you have to give them back when you lose? Here's what he said. Yes. So do you have three world championship No, votes? you get to keep the first one. Okay, and then you they just to... make another one? Yeah. Well, they're, they're always constantly making them. The only way you'll know the real WCW big old top is bent. And I don't know how that thing ever got bent because it's bronze and gold plated. It's like, I don't know how it got bent, but that's how you know the real one. So it'll be up on the 25 Whistles podcast today. We did 45 minutes. If you love old school wrestling, Diamond Dallas Page will be on, and then we'll catch up on all the football action from over the weekend. So 25 Whistles, that'll probably be up around noon today, but Diamond Dallas Page will be on. Did you guys do any pictures with them? Did you do the... Anybody do the diamond? No, I'm not. I, you did. I, I did. Yeah. I don't want to do a normal picture, but I didn't want to get beat up doing the because I didn't want to do the diamond. He <laughs> was like, do the diamond. And I was like, all right. <laughs> okay, yes, sir. Here you go, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So 25 whistles, check that out. <laughs> I have this necklace. We've talked about it before. And I wore this necklace during the first Arkansas football game 
But we were struggling a little bit. Then I put it on. We won. It was my friend's daughter's necklace. I had a little princess on it. <laughs> and then I wore it. Game two, we crushed. Well, at a wedding, we went to Sequoia, California this past weekend. And the game started Pacific time, 4 o'clock. The wedding started at 4 o'clock. I couldn't wear the necklace. It's a big necklace. You can't wear that to the I wedding. I can't wear the necklace in, in, the, in the wedding. Right. We're in the wedding. And so I didn't wear the necklace. And so we finish, and we drive all the way back down the mountain. It's a long drive. And I didn't have the necklace. And I put the necklace on then. We were down 17 to nothing until I put the necklace on. But there was what? also Whoa. no reception, so you didn't know you I know. were losing. Until we got to, it could actually get to some Wi-Fi. We were down. I put the necklace on. We came back and won the game. That's crazy. That's Okay, you have to keep that necklace for the whole season. Come right? on. Tell me. Now, I don't believe it. Right. But I don't not, not believe it. Yeah, you can't risk that. So then you kind of believe it. Yeah. No. No. I don't, I'm not a big superstition guy. I don't believe it. I'm not okay. messing with it, though. Uh, but I'm telling you, we didn't come back to win that game. And it was with a much lesser opponent until I put the necklace on. And then when I put the necklace on, we won the game. So tell me there's not power in the princess. I can't tell you, you that. You can't tell me that. I'm you not going to tell you there is, though. I'm not going to tell you there's power in the princess. <laughs> but I can't. T- so, yeah. You need to do something for this little girl. No, she doesn't know I have her necklace. So. Yeah. Oh. So if you went to the game, would you wear that? Oh, absolutely. So if, you'd wear it in public. Abs- of course. Okay, I'm just making sure because it, it has something to do with them winning. No, I have I have to wear it in public now at this point. I have to wear it wherever I go. We went, and I'd never been into the Sequoia National Park, which is where we went. We flew to Fresno. We uh, drove over to stayed near, and then we had to drive an hour into the National Park, and it's up a mountain. It's an hour drive up. That's where the big trees are. Mm-hmm. You ever seen a big tree before like that? Uh, Did you see my Instagram? I, yeah, I saw your Instagram. I've tree. never been there yet. Yeah, Huge big, trees. Yeah, big trees. Huge. And so... I get it's I get so car sick because it is nothing but hairpin turns the entire way up. And Eddie was driving, thank goodness. And there are no guardrails in some parts of that. And Eddie's looking at mountains. Stop. And I'm like, Eddie, stay! Guys, it was stupid. <laughs> I've never been to Sequoia either. But I wanted drove. to see the scenery. You can't look at the scenery when you're going to kill us all. So I'd be driving, Amy, and I'd hear one in the back go, oh, look at that. And I'd look for a second. Bobby would be like, put your hands back on the wheel and look at the that's, road. That's what we did yeah, for an hour. Hard. I didn't even get to focus on my car sickness. I had to watch him <laughs> driving. because well, maybe he, it was a good distraction for he, your car sickness. No, it wasn't. It was awful. Yeah, I man. watch the road. Oh. And, I, and I'd be like, oh, should we pull over and get a picture here? Dude, drive. <laughs> Just drive. Just drive. So There's nowhere to pull over. He's like, maybe we should pull over and get a picture here. We yeah. finally pulled over a couple of times and got pictures on the side of the road, mm-hmm. but we almost died five times. They'd be like, oh, look at that tree. I can't look at it. Can someone please describe but, it to but me? But then he looked. But then he looked. would be that story of the people that are trying to get a pretty picture and they die to their death. Mm-hmm. They fall to their death. But we didn't. But we got yeah. a picture because we pulled and over. And we did get a picture. Yeah. You, my Instagram, if you go to Mr. Bobby Bones, you can see some of our, we, I stood beside one of these big old trees. They're Listen, I grew up in Mountain Pine, Arkansas. We had pines. We had big pines. Ain't nothing compared to these things. <laughs> Although I will say I thought it would be all full of trees. I thought you got up there and it was all massive sequoia trees. It was like uh, Jack and the Beanstalk. Is that what they're called, sequoia trees? I think it's got what's well, called sequoia National okay. Park. I don't know. I just assume. <laughs> Sounded right. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe the sequoia. I don't know. But there's just like, it's like every fifth or sixth one. Yeah. So really cool. Yeah, don't get it twisted. There's some little trees there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there little, are little ones. Little there's tiny little, trees. Yeah, there's some little ones. There's some boo-boos. Uh, giant sequoias, what they're called. It oh, says, wow. what's special about it? I'll tell you what's special about it. They're freaking huge. Yeah, they're ginormous. Yeah. So, and they're like, sad, though, because some of them were burnt down mm. from wildfires. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty Beautiful. sad. And it's like, look at those. They're burned. Eddie, watch the road! Yeah. Y'all didn't let me look at too much. So that's what we did this weekend. It's pretty cool. We had a good little trip. Got back yesterday. Watched some football. Uh, check some voicemails here. This is play number three, Corey, right here, Ray. 
Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Man, I am waking up in Hawaii. Man, you did it again. 14 and 0, another parlay hit. Why not go five teams next week, too? Let's see what we can do. Amy, I'm telling you, I'm on the craziest streak <laughs> I've ever seen in all streaks. On our football podcast, 25 Whistles, that was four. I'm 15 and 0 and making bets. And I just said to you today, okay, I'm going to bet. And you say no. Well, because I keep thinking I'm eventually going to miss. But you said that last week. So right. I, Eddie and I were together, and I was like, I can't believe I'm I hit four games in a single bet. I'm, t- I'm, I'm 15 and 0. It is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. I think I have money to b- you do? play with. Because I won you money during the NCAA tournament. Yeah, so let's go. Um, so, yes, I'm 15 and 0. It is I unbelievable. To, I need whatever this guy has going on. He sounds like he's just living his best life. He's in Hawaii, yeah. betting games. All because he won. Waking right. up. That's Feeling awesome. Good. Uh, today's Trisha Yearwood's birthday. Top three Trisha songs of all time. Number three, How Do I Live? How do I live Number two, X's and O's. She used to tie We'll tell you the number one song in just a second. So think about that. Trisha, you're what number one streaming song. Here's some things you may not know about her. Her first shows were opening up for Garth Brooks on his tour in 1991. She was a brand new artist, and he told her that she could use the entire stage during her set. So my very first audiences were opening for Garth. And of course, Garth being Garth, you know, most of the time if you're on a big tour like that, the artist has all their stuff and then there's a big curtain in front of it and you've got about three feet to stand in front of and do your show, which would have been a dream come true for me because I was terrified. And of course, Garth's like, here, use my whole stage. You know, I'm like, oh, that's so great. I guess he's been doing that to people he likes forever because he wow. told me the same thing when Eddie and I were open that's for him. That's right. And I was he like, did. wait, you want us to do what? Huh. He said, you can use the whole stage. Dang. We're as important to him as he Trisha. is Trisha. That's yeah, amazing. That's wow. pretty cool. Uh, number uh, four on the list, she's an introvert, which is hard to believe because of how we see her, but she really believed in you know, her having a good voice and that would help her be more extroverted. Here she is talking about that. I believed in my voice, but I'm I'm basically an introvert. And so I really thought I can sing. I'm a little bit overweight. I don't play an instrument, really. I can play a little bit of guitar. So I didn't think I had enough. I thought I've got this one skill that I believe in, but I don't have all these other ones. Number three, she used to sing in a band at a bowling alley and she would get off work at her job as a receptionist and go to the bowling alley. And then for a while, I got a job playing at a bowling alley. So I would go leave my job and I would play from seven to two. You play sets. So you play like three, like three sets. Are you in a band? Mm-hmm. I was in a band. So I did all the girl songs and then I would get up and go to work. Which is crazy to think about her doing that. Like wow. she had to grind too early on. Number two, starting out, she made more money singing background vocals on albums than she did at her day job as a receptionist. And she talked about how much money she made doing background vocals. 20 bucks, maybe 40 if there's harmony, if there's more than one harmony and you're out the door, you know, so it was a, but you add those up in a day and you, it was a pretty good living. So I made better money doing demos than I did as a receptionist. Um, and then I got a record deal and then I was broke, you know, because then you stop doing all of that and then you, you're, then you're in debt. And finally, the, the coolest one, she worked as a receptionist, like she talked about. She didn't tell anyone she was a singer while working as a receptionist. They didn't find out until she got a record deal. After I got my record deal, there were people at that building who said, we didn't even know, we didn't know you sang. I was shy and I wasn't bold about telling people I was a singer, but after working at that label for about six months and answering the phones and ordering liquid paper and watching people do what I wanted to do, I realized if I don't tell somebody this is what I do, if I don't really get off my butt and try to make this happen, then I'm going to get to do this for the rest of my life. That's Trisha Yearwood. All that's on a Bobbycast. We will reload it. I did an hour with her. You can go over to the Bobbycast and hear that. It's her birthday. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day.
This story comes to us from Tilden Township, Pennsylvania. Two people that work at the local Wendy's were like, man, we want an easy day at work. And there's a railroad track right by the Wendy's. Like, if we go out and disable the little crossing arms, no cars can get to Wendy's. It's a good so idea. they went out there. It's a bad idea, but it's a good idea. <laughs> and they disabled them, and they caused a big traffic jam and a lot of problems, and the arms stopped working, but they had an easy day at work. Oh, nice. What on earth? Mm-hmm. A probably rougher day, though, because of that. The traffic. You just know, just a punishment. Mm-hmm. It's going to yeah. create like many fire. rough days in exchange. They're facing charges of criminal mischief, oh my God. reckless endangerment, and causing or risking catastrophe. Wow. It's things like this where, and I, I understand why and how it happens, but if they would put that like, okay, there's a problem, let's solve it. And let's go and disable. They could use. They could actually do something pretty cool with that if they were proactive about doing work with it instead of avoiding work with it. <laughs> right. Because you're doing the same amount of effort. You're figuring stuff out. You're following through. But imagine if they found like they set a goal and they said we can go get it. We can pursue it. We can use this technique. Next thing you know, we're both we're running our own stores. Yeah. Wow. yeah. But instead, they're disabling railroad tracks. <laughs> now they're in trouble. Okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. <laughs> I'm on Instagram at Mr. Bobby Bones, Mr. Bobby Bones. Up there, you'll see a picture of my wife and I, Caitlin, on a big rock. We climbed hard. We, we clawed our way up to the top of this rock, and then we took a picture. It looks like that, except there's just a little hill in the back, and you get up on the oh. rock. It doesn't look wow. like that in the picture, though. It looks like we went all the way up to the top of that thing. But Mr. Bobby Bones on Instagram, if you want to go check it out, it is the time of the show now. We do the Good News Countdown. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. All right, let's start it right now. Number three. Man, I saw this founder, owner of Patagonia. He donated his entire company to charity. Now, he's been what they call a reluctant billionaire. He just keeps giving his money away, keeps giving it away. And he's the guy who started Patagonia. And he's put all of his money into different organizations that are taking care of the earth and you know, the climate. Amazing. Wow, that's so cool. So he and his wife and his kids were all in on the decision. He no longer owns Patagonia because he's put it into these trusts. <laughs> he's awesome. given it all away. <laughs> that That is crazy and amazing, and I don't think I could do that. I'm going to be honest. All right, <laughs> yeah. next. Number two. A guy in Maryland recently saw the same address number, 2103, pop up on two different shows he was watching, one right after the other. So he decided to use those numbers on a lottery ticket, and he won $50,000. Amazing. <laughs> he won t- <laughs> These stories are both driving Lunchbox crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just... He's over there gritting his teeth. It's his two favorite things. You just got to pay attention, Lunchbox. Yeah, watch shows. Watch more shows. Look no, I watch shows. I watch everything. I have dreams. I do everything. I buy them on a whim, and I never win. Mm. I want to scratch off this weekend. Okay. How much? How much do you think? It's a $20 scratcher. Ooh, $100. It's 50 yeah, yeah pretty good. Still my money. It's I 50. hate it. Yeah, yeah. Now, why would you hate? I mean, okay. congratulations. All right, next one up. Number one. An 84-year-old woman in Houston wandered off and was missing for two days this week, but she's okay. Again, she's 84. It turned out her dog Maximus, who she only adopted a week earlier, stayed with her the entire time. And so, when people got near, Maximus barked, and they found her, 84 years old. Wow. Had just. Com- Gosh, she got that dog a week ago. Mm-hmm. They talk about, I mean, that's basically winning the lottery, too. And he gets mad again. <laughs> I'm happy for the whole lady. I'm never going to dog this day. <laughs> it's my life. All right, that's the Good News Countdown. That was the Good News Countdown. That's it. Bye, everybody. The Bobby Bones Show. I'm Diosa. 
And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 